booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your new sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Russian President Vladimir Putin's grip may be weakening. Some high-ranking officials in his administration are beginning to question his war on Ukraine. The U.S. Secretary of Defense spoke with his Chinese counterpart Wednesday in a rare move as Russia's war in Ukraine has ramped up, sparking fears of China's invasion of Taiwan. New survey finds most of those polled say they actually support extending the federal mask mandate as the DOJ plans to appeal its lifting. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis public feud with Disney over the lack of support for the Don't Say Gay bill has now escalated to the state rescinding Disney's status as a self-governing area. As of today, it's legal to buy limited amounts of cannabis or cannabis-related products in New Jersey. We have New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy's response as to whether a whole tripod. Here's your top five at five. Trouble for Vladimir Putin, the Russian president. Some high-ranking officials in his inner circle are beginning to question the Russian president's decision to go to war in Ukraine. Bloomberg News reporting some in Putin's administration think the invasion of Ukraine was a catastrophic mistake. Sources say the decision to invade Ukraine was made by Putin and only a handful of Russian elites. However, others like Russian U.N. Ambassador Vasily Nebezia supports Putin's invasion. And we said from the very beginning that we would be prepared to adopt a humanitarian resolution on the situation in Ukraine, in Ukraine provided that this is not a disguise to blame and shame Russia again. More top insiders believe the war will leave Russia isolated, heighten tensions, cripple its economy and compromise global influence for years and years to come. In a rare phone call, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin spoke with his Chinese counterpart Wednesday as fears of a Chinese invasion of Taiwan grow following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Chinese Defense Minister Wei Feng insists Taiwan is part of China. In a statement, he added that the situation, if not handled properly, could damage relations between the U.S. and China. Kevin Rudd is president and CEO of the Asia Society. He spoke to CNBC on the likelihood of China invading Taiwan. The bottom line is China would only take up military action against Taiwan when it's concluded that the overwhelming preponderance of military forces between itself and the United States and the Taiwanese and prospectively the Japanese in East Asia and the West Pacific would nonetheless guarantee it of, uh, of inevitable victory. The U.S. has repeatedly urged China not to provide military support to Russia due to its invasion of Ukraine. Moscow has responded by telling the United States to stop arming Ukraine. Most people surveyed say they support extending the federal mask mandate on transportation. The poll was done by Morning Consult Politico and was actually done before a federal judge on Monday of this week struck down that mandate, saying that the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, exceeded its authority. The DOJ is appealing. Two-thirds of Americans say they support the continuation of the mandate. Videos have gone viral, meanwhile, on social media, showing the moment the dropping of the mask mandate was announced. April 18th, the Biden administration announced that the Transportation Security Administration will no longer enforce the federal mandate 
requiring masks in all U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. Leading to cheers from airplane passengers there. The survey found women, though, are more likely than men to support the extension of the mask mandate, as were people over 65. Along party lines, 84 percent of Democrats support the mask mandate extension, while just 35 percent of Republicans say they support it. The state of Florida is trying to strip Disney of its special status as a self-governing area. It's a deal that's been in place for some 55 years now. It could end up costing Disney millions in taxes. The Republican-led state legislature down in Florida has voted to end the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Now, that means the firm will no longer be able to operate as a self-contained government. Republican Texas Senator Ted Cruz has blasted Disney for its supposed wokeness. I think there are people who are misguided trying to drive, you know, Disney stepping in saying, you know, in every episode now they're going to have, you know, (laughs) you know, Mickey and Pluto going at it like, (laughs) really? So Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, has been in a battle with Disney over their opposition to the Don't Say Gay bill, which he signed into law. Public school teachers in Florida are now banned from holding classroom instruction about sexual orientation or gender identity after Florida's governor signed the controversial Parental Rights in Education bill, also known as the Don't Say Gay bill. Cannabis sales begin as of today in the state of New Jersey. Anybody 21 years of age and older may legally buy recreational marijuana and related cannabis products at 13 dispensaries in New Jersey. New Jersey's governor, Phil Murphy, was asked if he would try marijuana now that it is available for sale. I'll uh, answer it this way. Um, It's never been an animating thing for me. if we were legal, so I'm trying to figure out a way to properly acknowledge the day on Thursday, and that's still sort of in process. If we were legalizing scotch, I would show up with a shopping cart. Uh, this has not been my thing. Customers say purchases uh, of one ounce or dried flowers is now allowed. Five grams of concentrate resins or pills or 10 100 milligram packages of ingestibles are now allowed for sale, according to New Jersey's Cannabis Regulatory Commission. Two years ago, New Jersey's voters opted to amend their state constitution to legalize marijuana sales. The dispensaries are located in North Jersey and suburbs near New York City, Central Jersey, South Jersey, and near Philadelphia. Checking out your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Increasing clouds throughout the day are high 60 winds to 17 miles per hour. Overnight, mostly clear skies, low down to 49 Winds to 14 miles per hour. Sunny day tomorrow for Friday. The high 69 winds to 14 miles per hour right now. 44 degrees, mostly clear skies here in the city. Former President Donald Trump walked out of a TV interview with Piers Morgan, calling him very dishonest. Trump walked out after being pressed on his claims that he lost the 2020 presidential election due to voter fraud. At one point, Trump called Morgan a fool. Morgan, once a longtime friend of the former president, became one of the many fierce critics during the 2020 COVID-19 lockdowns. What I've noticed with both Boris Johnson and with Donald Trump is an apparent inability to segue into being war leaders. They're still playing the old games of party politics. And Donald Trump in particular, I've known him a long time, I consider him to be a friend. But I've been watching these daily briefings with mounting horror 
frankly. Trump has insisted that the expansion of mail-in voting in 2020 during COVID led to fraud by Democrats in key swing states, including Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. The interview ended up with Trump getting out of his seat and ordering production to turn the camera off. Morgan told the Post that he blamed Trump's refusal to admit defeat for the deadly January 6th Capitol riot. Meanwhile, U.S. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is not backing down in his standoff with former President Donald Trump. The two are at odds over their support of a U.S. Senate candidate in Alaska. Trump has endorsed Kelly Shabaka for the U.S. Senate seat. The Senate Leadership Fund, meanwhile, the super PAC that's aligned with McConnell, has booked more than $7 million worth of ads in support of incumbent Senator Lisa Murkowski. Here's McConnell in 2021. I supported the president's right to use the legal system. Dozens of lawsuits received hearings in courtrooms all across our country. But over and over, the courts rejected these claims, including all-star judges, whom the president himself has nominated. Murkowski is crushing Shabaka's fundraising, though she has more than $5.2 million in her campaign coffers, compared to less than $1 million for Shabaka. Well, tears actually from White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki happened during an interview with News Not Noise. Psaki sobbed during the interview this week as she talked about a package of bills targeting gay and transgender children. She claims kids are being used as weapons in a political culture war. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki choking up about Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill restricting educators from teaching about sexual identity through third grade. I have to be careful about politics because of the um, the Hatch Act police that are waiting outside in the bushes somewhere. I'm like going to get emo- uh, I'm going to get emotional about this issue because I just it's horrible. But uh, but you know it's it's like kids who are bullied and they, 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 like all these leaders are are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives. Another White House press secretary, uh, Kaylee McEnany, who presided over the podium during the last nine months of the Trump administration, came out responding Tuesday by saying that she wishes Saki would shed a tear over the extent of abortion in America. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky believes Russia's war on Ukraine would be over with if Western allies, including the United States and NATO, provided Ukraine with more weapons. Zelensky made similar statements to Sky News last month. The people from Europe or USA, it's, it's far from Ukraine. It's far from the heart of this tragedy. And, and you, you, can't see, you, you, you can't understand the details because you are not fighting here. And I understand why. And I don't want them to fight. But these countries can help, can unite. Since the 24th of February in Zelensky has repeatedly asked the United States for a no-fly zone over Ukraine, a move Western nations and its allies have avoided due to fears of World War III. Instead, allies have imposed strict sanctions against Russia. And meanwhile, Germany said Wednesday it has maxed out its ability to send arms to Ukraine. Instead, Germany pledged to provide training to Ukrainian forces and maintain military equipment. Today, the four of us are sending a clear message to Moscow. We will defend peace, sovereignty and freedom. NATO will collectively defend its territory and protect every corner of it. 
But Chairman leadership has faced repeated criticism at home and abroad for its hesitancy to send significant support to Ukraine. Germany relies on Russia for natural gas. Nord Stream 1 carries some 60 million cubic meters of gas to Germany per year from Russia. Meanwhile, Nord Stream 2 was shuttered as Russia invaded Ukraine. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange is one step closer to being extradited to the United States to face spying charges. A judge in the U.K. approved his extradition yesterday. The prime minister in the U.K. must also okay it. However, Assange could appeal it still. Now, if transferred to the United States, Assange will face trial on espionage charges. Pink Floyd bassist Roger Waters has been a vocal supporter of Julian Assange. Here he is in 2021. Um, this is this is one of the most valuable human beings that we, the human race, have amongst us. And that is why Julian Assange is in prison, because he's interfering with their cunning plan to steal the planet, sort of rape it to death and then destroy it. Assange is wanted by U.S. authorities on 18 criminal charges. The WikiLeaks founder published thousands of classified files and diplomatic cables in 2010. Now, if convicted... Here in the U.S., Assange faces up to 175 years in prison. 77 WABC time check, 515. Justin Ellick is here with sports. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. The Nets are in some trouble here early on in this NBA playoff season as they've developed a bad habit of not being able to close out games against the Boston Celtics in their first-round matchup. Up as much as 17 points on the road. The Nets, once again, were unable to keep the Celtics down as Jalen Brown's 22 and Jason Tatum's 19 helped hoist Boston to a 114-107 Game 2 victory. Kevin Durant finished with 27 points, and Kyrie Irving fell off the face of his flat earth with a mere 10 points just a day after being fined $50,000 for his childless antics in Game 1. The Nets will have to rally back here in Game 3 if they want any realistic shot at advancing to the next round. That effort will take place in Brooklyn coming up on Saturday night. Rounding out the rest of the uh, NBA playoff scores, the Sixers pull away from the Raptors. Three games to none behind Joel Embiid's buzzer-beating triple. Final final score 104-101 from uh, Toronto. And the Bulls not their series up with the Bucks. Hat won a pop after their 114-110 victory in Milwaukee. No local ice hockey to speak of last night. So let's grab a look into the future to see where pucks will be dropping tonight. The Devils are set to host the Buffalo Sabres at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And the Rangers will be paying the Islanders a visit on the island shortly thereafter at 7 30 let's get dirty now with the yanks and mets who were both in action again again last night the mets fell off their high horse at home against the san francisco giants with right-hander chris bassett heading back to the drawing board after his first blemish start in orange and blue fiber and runs in six innings of work hands bassett the loss and carlos Rodon registers the w for san fran as the giants escape queens with a five to two win in game three look out for that series finale this afternoon at 1 10 p.m eastern time from city field Carlos Carrasco will get the ball for New York, pinned up against the Giants, Anthony DiSclefani. As for the Yanks, Luis Severino continued his form, his return to form in pinstripes with another five solid innings of work against against the Tigers in Detroit. Anthony Rizzo thrust the Bombers to a 3-1 to lead in the sixth with this laser to right field. Rizzo crushes that. Deep to right field and gone! Anthony Rizzo with his fourth home run of the season. 
That call courtesy of Ryan Rucco and the Yes Network. And your final score from Detroit is 5-3 to three Yanks as they'll aim for a three-game sweep this afternoon at 1.10 p.m. Eastern Time in Detroit. On the bump, it'll be Jordan Montgomery up against veteran Michael Pineda. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Increasing clouds throughout the day are high 60, winds to 17 miles per hour. Clears up overnight. The lows 49, winds to 14 miles per hour. Sunny day for your Friday. The high 69, winds to 14 miles per hour. Right now, 44 degrees, clear skies in the city. Frank Morano has your business report. I am Frank Morano with your business report. The market opens today after a mixed bag of results Wednesday. As Netflix earnings dominated financial conversations, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was the lone bright spot. On Wall Street, closing up more than 200 points, Netflix reported a loss of over 200,000 subscribers, which dragged down the Nasdaq. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones gained 249 points. The S&P 500 fell by two points, and the Nasdaq lost 166 points. According to reports, Tesla CEO Elon Musk is willing to invest up to $15 billion of his own cash to take Twitter private and will make a bid within 10 days. The New York Post reporting that Musk, with a 9.1% stake in the social media company, has tapped Morgan Stanley to help raise an additional $10 billion. The Post reported Musk's massive $43 billion bid to purchase the company, or $54.20 per share, may require borrowing against both the company and his stock, in addition to raising money from private equity investors. The nation's largest pension fund is planning to vote for a proposal that would unseat Warren Buffett as chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, Inc., the $470 billion California Public Employees Retirement System, known as CalPERS, said in a regulatory filing that it would support a proposal by the National Legal and Policy Center that Berkshire Hathaway's board chair be independent. That would disqualify Mr. Buffett, who's also the company's chief executive, from holding both positions. U.S. home prices soared to a new record in March while mortgage rates continued to rise rapidly, slowing home sales in what has been the hottest housing market in more than 15 years. Existing home sales fell 2.7% last month from February, the National Association of Retailers uh, said on Wednesday. March sales fell 4.5% from a year earlier. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. Back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Futures up this morning. The Dow's climbed 190 points at 35,269. S&P 500 up 33. The Nasdaq's climbed 154 and a quarter points. Gold is down $8 an ounce at $1,947.60. Crude oil up 41 cents a barrel this morning at $103.16. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. We have part three of our interview with former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie coming up in the second half of the 77 WABC Early News. New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, yesterday begged New Yorkers to give him a chance to fix dangerous conditions at the notorious Rikers Island Jail during an unrelated event in Brooklyn. Federal prosecutors are threatening to take over the troubled Rikers Island facility. The mayor was critical of the facility while he was on the campaign trail last year. Here he is on New York One back in October. Everyone is talking about what's happening to the inmates. 
But guess what? The correction officers didn't do anything to end up in Rikers Island. They're there to protect us. And so we have to have a balanced conversation of how do we create an environment for those husbands, those wives, those sons, those daughters that are protecting us inside the correction facility. On Tuesday, Manhattan U.S. Attorney Damian Williams threatened federal takeover of Rikers in a letter to a federal judge if changes are not made. At least 16 inmates died at Rikers last year. Three have died so far this year. The jail is plagued by things like poor conditions, violence, and staffing shortages. Congress wants to know why cameras in the New York City subway system were not working during a mass shooting last Tuesday. Ten people, you'll remember, were shot last Tuesday morning, 19 hurt, in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. Representatives Richie Torres, Yvette Clark, and Hakeem Jeffries sent a letter to the MTA. They want to know why the MTA has millions of dollars for security and, therefore, why cameras were not working properly. It's thought that the alleged gunman, Frank James, moved from one subway line at the 36th Street station following the shooting, fleeing to the 25th Street station without being captured on camera, thereby hindering his apprehension. New York City Mayor Eric Adams praised the MTA for their collaboration with the NYPD during the incident. The partnership between the M- M- NYPD and MTA is so impressive. You and I have the same mission, combined to that mission. And no matter what all your guys did, people tried to turn that story around. We're joint at the hip. We're going to make sure our system is safe. And I'm proud to serve with you every day as we do it together. MTA Chair Jano Lieber blamed a bad Internet connection for the camera issues. He also said the media was wrong to focus on the faulty camera systems. The suspected gunman is held without bail awaiting trial. Well, a key clue in the search for the killer of Queen's mother, Orsolia Gall. The New York Post has learned that the killer left behind a pair of blood-soaked boots. The woman, the mother of two, fatally stabbed Saturday inside of her Forest Hills home. A man is seen on surveillance dragging her body in a duffel bag to Forest Park, where she was discovered. Gabriel Veras is a manager at the Forest Hills Station House restaurant, and he described his encounter with Gall Friday night before she was killed. She had just come back from a show seeing her favorite composer. She was delighted at that. She was uh, super elated at the fact that she was able to see this composer live. You know, she's very into the arts, very into music. Gall went out to a show at Lincoln Center with friends on Friday evening, then hung out at that bar in her neighborhood before returning home. Her husband was away with her eldest son checking out colleges when she was murdered. A handyman who worked at the Juno Street home whose sources said had a fling with Gaul is being sought for questioning in the case. However, police have not publicly identified a person of interest or a suspect. Two men were found dead on the subway tracks along the number three line in the Brownsville section of Brooklyn yesterday. Subway service, therefore, was disrupted for the subsequent investigation. The bodies found right near the Sutter Avenue Rutland Railroad Station around 7.15 yesterday morning. And police think the men were struck by a train but not discovered until a second train spotted the bodies on the tracks and stopped. One nearby business owner described to NBC New York what he saw and heard at the time of the accident. It's crazy. Like, I don't know how this has happened. Only when people came and the cops, they say, what happened? When we found out, it was like two people that say is dead on the train track. Police think the victims could be two graffiti artists from France, as the tunnel is known as a graffiti location. Two French passports were found at the scene, and investigation is continuing. 
A multiple arrests as residents of Anarchy Row attempted to prevent their removal from their homeless encampment. Johnny Grima is homeless. He's been living in the small tent city, enduring his third encampment sweep in one week. Here's Grima making a speech in a video posted earlier this month. It's unfortunate that we're living on the street right now, that uh, this is uh, the only place that we can do this. It's our home right now, you know. But uh, everybody here knows what this is about, you know what I mean? On April 19th, Grima, fellow rough sleeper Shanita Vive and advocates rebelled against the NYPD, Department of Homeless Services, and the DSNY who arrived at their 9th Street and Avenue B encampment to dismantle it. New York City's mayor has pledged to clean up the homeless encampment, saying it is key to the city's economic recovery from the COVID-19 viral pandemic. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Increase in clouds throughout the day or high 60 winds to 17 miles per hour. Overnight, the low is 49, mostly clear skies, still breezy. Tomorrow, sunshine, the high 69 winds to 14 miles per hour. Right now, 43 degrees, partly cloudy skies here in Manhattan. 77 WABC time check coming up on 529. Well, actor Johnny Depp gave graphic testimony yesterday in his lawsuit against his ex-wife, Amber Heard's diabolical abuse allegations. The 58-year-old actor described Heard as the aggressor and is suing her for defamation. Depp alleges Heard severed his finger in Australia. I didn't want to disclose that it had been Ms. Heard that had thrown the thrown a vodka bottle at my at me and then took my finger off. When asked by his legal counsel why he stayed in that relationship, Depp said it was very complicated among Depp's roles, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.